Hello, everyone, and welcome. You're listening to Tax Wrap, episode 41 this week. Uh, my name is Nathan. You're joined by Lisa and Letty. How are we? We're good. Good. Thanks, Nathan. That's good to hear. Now, guys, I'm a bit suspicious uh, when it comes to the online realm. And uh, when people call me claiming to be from this company or that company, uh, I tend to err on the side of caution and probably ask for maybe more identification than is necessary. Like the other day, I got a, a call. Um, from someone who said they were from my phone provider service. And I said, look, all right, um, just provide me with information so that I can go into the store and talk to them because I just wasn't sure if I could verify if the guy on the other end of the phone indeed was from my phone service provider. And it's a really common thing. Now, this week the tax office has released uh, something of a warning for taxpayers uh, in the tax time period that we should be wary of phone scam operators and just general scams. I mean, that can be over email or mail or really anywhere um, because scammers, as we know, are very crafty. So the first one is beware of phone scams. Now, what are they saying specifically uh, when it comes to phone scams? What should we be wary of? Well, you're right that in being tax time, this is the few months of the year where everybody is trying to get the tax return done, or at least has good intentions of getting the tax return done. And it is at this time of year, every year that we see uh, the ATO and and other agencies as well issuing these sorts of warnings. So basically, um, scammers and fraudsters and whatever else you want to call them, um, take advantage of the fact that people... uh, are concerned about the tax and want to do the right thing and pay the taxes but also want refunds and so often they'll call up unsuspecting people and say look we're from the tax office and they'll go down one of um, several paths one path could be look you're due a huge refund if you provide your bank details your credit card information your tfn your driver's license your mother's birthday Mm. all this information uh then we will give you the tax refund. Or else they might say, look, we've looked at your tax affairs and you owe us a massive debt. Now, if you don't want us to hold you off to jail, (laughs) you'll provide us once again with credit card details and your dog's name and everything else under the sun so so that you can settle this debt. And uh, the the thing that people have to be wary of, as, as you were saying before, that anyone can really pick up a phone and look, you could do it, Nathan. You could pick up the phone and say, lady, um, I'm from the tax office and I need your money. Mm. So your approach with the phone provider example was really good. You asked them not only for identification but for further information so that you can physically go into um, a shop or something like that and actually talk to the people. And that's one way, not the only way, but that's one way that uh, people can be certain of the legitimacy of these sorts of phone calls. Uh, what you can do is you can actually ask the person on the, on the other end of the line, not only for um, their own identifying information, but what you can then do is actually put down the phone and ring back the ATO on their normal telephone line and ask you to speak to someone about your account. Mm. Um, and another thing to be wary of before you even get to that stage is the ATO does not ring up people demanding credit card details <laughs> and, and bank account details and all that sort of thing. They actually don't do that sort of thing. If they, if they do call you, um, to, to talk about a tax debt or a tax refund or something like that, that, yes, they may well do that, but they're not going to ask you for your financial personal details. Mm. But that's highly unlikely as well, exactly. Lady, really. They're rarely going to pick up the phone and talk to you. You know, sometimes I say, when I get those sort of phone calls, Nathan, I go, well, you tell me because you rang me. Yeah. So, you know, and that's the sort of thing. But um, I think that our listeners really have to be wary that 
it's not just you know getting your details, uh, but it can be really identity theft as Absolutely. well. Because yeah. if they can get into your MyGov account, that then opens up your relationship with every other um, government organisation as well. So it might not be to necessarily fleece your bank account now, but it might so be yeah. to, to basically basically steal your identity your, yeah, in the right. in the future and that's what um, you know you've really got to be wary of so I think Letty's absolutely right I think if you get a one of these phone calls basically say give me your name your number the case you know it, you know, like the case history usually there's a case ID or something associated with it then ring back the ATO so then you're you know in in their you're, you're in control of the conversation then. Mm. And as a general rule of thumb, uh, companies will, or government organisations will never ask you for passwords to accounts. So even no, that's right. over the phone, uh, if you get a call from someone purporting to be from the tax office, they'll never ask you for your password. So that's a good way Absolutely. of telling that they're, they're not legitimate. But it's interesting, um, I was reading an article the other day that talked about uh, sort of phone scams are more common with younger people. So. Email scams, younger people generally um, cotton onto email scams before phone scams because it's it's sometimes it's easier to tell and younger people are more savvy with new and new technology and things like that. But with phone scams, what people don't realise is that the people on the other end of the line are skilled social engineers. Like they're very, very good liars and they'll say exactly what you would expect someone from the ATO to say. And especially at the time of year with, with tax time, you might be worried about mistakes, you might be worried about lodgement, you might be worried about this and that. There's so many things to organise, especially for um, maybe young and even older people who have their own small businesses. So they've got so many things to worry about. And in tax time, the last thing that they are thinking about is whether the person on the other end of the line who's saying that their tax debt may be bigger than they thought it would be is thinking, I don't know if they're legit. They're thinking, oh no, my tax debt, I might have done something wrong. So with phone scams, you have to remember that they are social engineers. So at any time when you can sort of... Um, poke holes in in you know the information that they're asking for i mean generally um if you call up the tax office they'll ask for your tax file number and they'll ask for your voice identification thing so in australia my voice identifies me that will be the the thing that they'll ask for but when it comes to dates of birth when it comes to bank account details I mean, bank account details is a bit of an obvious one they're generally not going to ask you for that so it's hard but i guess you have to stay vigilant now there's something else uh with tax agents and tax professionals that you should be wary of what's that yes so once again being tax time people may often be thinking hey the last couple of years i did my own tax return but now this year i changed jobs and i have salary packaging and i bought a rental property and i sold some shares it's getting a little complicated uh, maybe i'll get some professional help and then some enterprising fraudster might overhear you or know of that and offer to do your tax return for a good discounted price. Now, Lisa, what would you be aware of in those circumstances? Oh, I'd be asking them if they're a registered tax agent, Letty, and I think that I'd be looking for that nice green swish that the TPB, the Tax Practitioners Board, is very much now promoting. And they've got a big advertising campaign now that if you don't do your own tax, make sure the tax agent you use is registered. Absolutely. And why is that important? It means that we there's a code of conduct, which sounds very motherhoody, I know, <laughs> but um, there's a code of conduct which all tax professionals who are registered with the tax agent board needs to uphold, and we know that all of us, including myself, who's a tax agent, um, have the right skills, experience, 
level of qualifications, but also they're a responsible person. I had to get friends of mine to sign that I am a responsible person, a fit and proper person. Um, I think I paid them. No, 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 I'm joking. <laughs> but um, yeah, and, and that's the kind of thing that it is. So it's very important. And it's, it's with that that arms the Tax Practitioners Board with the right um, ammunition to make sure that these scams don't um, occur. So they can't go and, you know, they're not out there policing those scams, mm -hmm. but if you see something that looks a little bit dodgy, you know, if it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. So you, so, probably, yeah. um, you probably should contact someone. So the options you've got is to contact the Tax Practitioners Board or the Ombudsman for Tax as well. Absolutely. And Lisa's absolutely right in that if you get yourself a registered agent, you have you have a certain level of security with who you're dealing with. Otherwise, if it's just someone off the street who overheard you talking to your best mate while you're going for a jog in the park, um, you don't know whether they'll just take all your um, financial details and TFN and personal details and run off with it and create a new identity for themselves using your information. Yeah, that's a thing. And also, as general good practice, um, whenever you get correspondence from any government institutions or anything that uh, has your private information, so any bank statements, things like that, make sure they're, they're filed properly. And also, if you have any reason to dispose of them, make sure that they're uh, disposed beyond the ability for somebody else to recognise the details. So if you're throwing them out in the bin, <coughs> excuse me, uh, maybe incinerate them or shred them up so that um, people can't go through your bin, because that is common. That has been known to happen um, so that, that's something to be wary of as well. But I guess it's important to remember, as Lisa said, that if it looks bad, if you're in doubt, if anything doesn't look right, just hang up and call the ATO. Um, it, it's an important point as well. Uh, during tax time, it's, it's common, well, it's maybe not common, but sometimes uh, the tax office takes longer to process returns than you might expect. So um, one year, it might, you might be waiting you know, uh, seven days for your tax return, you might have to wait 21 days, you might have to wait 30 days for your tax return. So in that in that period in between where you're waiting to hear about the status of your tax return, that's when you feel vulnerable and that may be when you're contacted. So um, if you're contacted by scammers during that period, just remember that it's the tax office will not ask you for any personal information. And I guess that's the takeaway point. So is there anything else that we haven't covered off in our public service announcement? <laughs> this is as a last point, a good second public service announcement. Even if you find that um, you, you saved yourself from a potential scammer, it's a good idea to re report it to the tax office. Oh, absolutely, because, yeah. Uh, it'll help other people. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely a good thing. And I think the other thing as well, Nathan, is that I know from my parents who are, well, they're a bit over the middle age now, they're getting a little bit older, is that they really panic. Mm. And so I think what's really important is, you know, if, if someone says something, don't just automatically, you know, agree that that's correct. Mm. Don't panic. You know, always just basically breathe and, you know, basically hang up the phone before you sort of really panic. So you're not going to give that sort of information. Because I know my dad rings me up very regularly and says, oh, someone from Big Ponds called me and I go, and he goes, I've just said, wait till my daughter gets home. She looks after <laughs> all these kind of things. So that's why I said, just just don't panic on any of those sort of um, phone calls. Yeah, Stay alert but not alarmed. <laughs> that's exactly right. And if that is you, uh, rely on people that you trust who Absolutely. probably are a little bit more technologically savvy. You can sort of, mm. you know, shed a light on these things. Yeah, exactly. Just ask. All right. You have been listening to Tax Rat episode 41, our public service announcement. I hope it serves you well. And... Uh, we're wishing you a, I guess, a, a tax time without headaches. So join join us next week for episode 42. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Nathan.